Hello, everyone. This is The Shuffle Bus, and I'm your host, Jesse Bergman. As always, I have my friend and co-host, Neil Molman, joining us tonight. Welcome aboard the bus for episode 14. This week, Neil and I are going to dive into some lists that we've been testing and hoping to help develop competitively. So let's hop on the bus and go for a ride. Hi, Neil. Hey. How are you tonight? Good. Uh, Good. The weather's a little crazy. I I mean, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, right now it's definitely crazy, right? We've got, uh, we went from 72 yesterday to snowy today. So yeah, winter storm uh, very, morning. very strange. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, like Nebraska can't figure out whether it's spring or winter or what well, it is. And I don't think it's just us. The whole country has been kind of like the South weird. had a whole bunch of tornadoes last couple yep. of days. And I'd... and I had golf ball size hail at my house right. uh, for uh, <laughs> on Easter Sunday that just completely obliterated the roof of my house and my cars and yeah it's been been a fun week for sure but i'm excited to talk about transformers content how about you yeah uh it, it's been really exciting actually um you know we did an episode a few episodes ago talking about how we were kind of unimpressed with some of the stuff that was going on in wave five actually I, it's just last episode in fact episode 13 we kind of were kind of down on it but you know, we've been doing the stream and, and I've been playing more cards and watching watching more stuff and just consuming the the Wave Five content and I I think that I'm more excited about it now than than ever before, I guess. I've really enjoyed the games. Uh they they are definitely different. Yeah, and I, I think, think that's sweet. what makes it hard. Yeah, I think that's what makes it hard to like kind of figure out is like oh boy like okay this is this is real like these these cards are real and they can have meaningful impact and it just it took a little while i think our initial impressions at least my initial impressions as we talked about them on the last episode were really targeting more about a small subset of how you understand the game and then all of a sudden these guys change the way you understand the game and when you start to really figure them out you start to really kind of see the possibilities that they're bringing to the table and obviously nobody has the answers completely solved uh, i mean there's tons of great content out there from all the content producers right now and but i i think we've got some really cool stuff to talk about we haven't seen anybody else discussing yet uh so just really quick like anything memorable in your gameplay over the last couple of weeks that you just like couldn't believe you got to pull off in this set so far well, I don't specifically know about like any big flashy plays or anything. I mean, on the first stream we did, I just like five in a row Fortress Maximus ability to you, which was pretty absurd. But Feel, as, feels pretty as good we when played you do that, some right? more games of that, it's not as consistent as I would like it to be. But that yeah, that I day I was running real hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting there on the other side going, if this is the way Fort Max plays consistently, oh boy, this is gonna be rough. And, I mean, but it was a small subset, right? And it uh, it's very possible that Fortress Maximus is still very good, and like we just need to get there. But that you know, when you hit his bot mode ability consistently, it's insane. Obviously, uh, it was the the games where you like. You know, don't just photon bomb your opponent every turn that <laughs> make it harder to win. Right. Um, yeah, no, that that's true. I mean, the photon but, bombing is a very powerful ability. And Fort Max, if you can, can trigger it, it's pretty impressive for sure. Yeah. The, the thing that I've enjoyed the most, I guess, well, I really like flipping Perceptor. For, I mean, I can still talk for a long time about how much I love Perceptor. <laughs> but uh, I think that that Perceptor adds interesting uh, gameplay element for your opponent, at least. I, I haven't got to play against one yet, so I haven't had the fun of making the piles. But um, but just playing that, that Perceptor deck that I have been playing that we're going to talk about on the stream today, uh, the way the heads fall off, I have found to be very interesting when like planning out your order of attacks. Um you end up in some yeah. situations where like like you get to attack with a couple guys and then your opponent gets one attack and then you still get the wheel like 
Uh, right. Well, and, and Scott Landis was on our stream last Sunday uh, from Vector Sigma, and I'm obviously so glad those guys come and support our stream. It's awesome. Uh, our Easter Sunday stream was a little quiet, which was to be expected. but um, And he just made a comment that really resonated and hit home for me that I've been thinking about ever since then. And with these heads, you almost get an infinite round, right? In, like the, it, in it, the aggro matches, yeah. Like in the aggro matches, there's just – the decks are so wide – with with all the heads that like you just don't even get a wheel you just only get the first wheel because they like just goes forever <laughs> which is which is really interesting because i mean at least for competitive players i think a lot of thought process has always gone into okay well i make these patterns of attacks and sequences under the understanding that if i make this play or that play i get the wheel back and that this really just changes that entire mentality yeah and and the three wide control decks uh, will still make a wheel like that'll still happen. It's it's those aggro matchups like the matchup specifically this guy was commenting on when that happened was you're playing the airstrike aggro deck from uh Orlando and I was playing uh three battle ma- or three Titan Master deck that we're gonna talk about here in a minute. Um, yeah, and it just I mean it was essentially just like six v four right like like yeah we just that's exactly what it had, was. <laughs> 10 attacks before the wheel and you know that's crazy like those games are going to end before you untap a guy yeah th- and that's exactly what happened in the in that uh that match now we've played one match with this deck that we're going to talk about but i think it's it's going back to sort of how we're seeing the archetypes getting redefined in wave five because you know when we go all the way back to wave one it was really common to see like three wide three wide Dinobots and, you know, their functionality. And it was really common to see uh, other three wide aggro decks and, you know, like cars and things like that. Those all had a place in the meta going way back to the start of the game. And then as the game evolved into wave two, wave three and wave four, the three wide aggro sort of just kind of fell down to wider aggro. And obviously three wide control kind of rose up as well. And so, you know, and three wide control has really been sort of the dominant force in the meta really since about wave two. But I think what we're going to see in some of this now is, is that we're, we're still kind of playing three wide aggro. So we get big punchy dudes, which is the kind of thing you want to be doing if you're going to try to beat three wide control consistently. But then it also turns into sort of this, uh, well, in the case of the deck we're going to talk about today, uh, six wide i mean is that is that fair i mean is it fair that it turns into six sure. wide i mean yeah yeah you gotta kill six guys before i lose it's it's not right there's and, no way around it correct and i think that's uh where you know this makes for a really good kind of point for us to jump off and talk about the deck we're actually going to do something we don't normally do in in punch in in uh shuffle bus podcasts we're going to actually break down the list for you today um and and we'll have the link to the list in the the pod description you can go right to our soundcloud account Uh, i hope that all carries through to all of our others if you're listening to us on apple or spotify but uh if not just head over to our soundcloud account and the list will be there for you to pull down and you can certainly build off of those we're uh, all about sharing this information publicly and making sure that you can build off of this we want to see this archetype expand i think it's really cool and we'll talk about the list as of today uh yep it may it may change going down the line but it'll always be updated on the link in the description um yep we've already yeah we'll just continue to build off of that list that you that's linked there yeah i've already iterated on it once and uh so it may change by the time the episode comes out i don't know but um for the time being we'll go over the list uh to start so should should we start with the characters right like an appropriate place so the concept going into this for me was that when I played Perceptor in like a controlly mix list, I was having some strange results where the his head didn't seem to matter. Um, like the abilities it gave to the Perceptor mattered, but once the Perceptor died, then the head was barely a speed bump. You know, I, obviously you get one attack out of it, but since Perceptor is the core of at least the list that I was playing, um, having him as a speed bump didn't matter because my big dude was already dead by the time that he's there to, like, turn sideways. Um, So 
in my mind, the bit best way to get the most out of your heads was to play orange and, you know, just like put a grenade launcher on it. That's the best way to make any guy's power matter to the game, right? Like just <laughs> on the right. simplest level. Um, so the way that I like to look at stuff is just like try to push it as far as I can to the limit and then dial it back just for a proof of concept. So in this list, I played three headmasters and I just Titan masters. We got to call them Titan masters. I know the like comic lore is headmasters, but this is Titan masters attack. So I'm just going to correct you on that. <laughs> Otherwise we'll get hate mail from Dan Arnold and we don't. Oh want no. We... <laughs> um, but yes, um, you, you do have three Titan masters in the list. Right. Sorry. So, you know, the other thing that I, that I was trying to do was make an aggro deck that the card tripwire has the least impact on. Um, so obviously you can trip my heads, though you cannot trip any of the bodies. Um, so my big hitters at the beginning of the game will bypass the tripwire, um, which I think is going to be a big problem for things like airstrike patrol and uh, bugs or whatever going forward. Yeah, I, I I do. I mean, obviously, bugs kind of plays out of it, right? Because bugs don't have uh, don't have any five stars. Isn't uh, yeah. isn't kickback five star? Oh, kickback is a five star. That's true. And that it does one damage, really so kickback. it's good against scrapnel. But yeah, it is good against scrapnel um, as well. Yeah, tapping tapping kickback is a big deal. <laughs> but that's a huge deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> so I have this list. Uh, the characters are. The bodies are Perceptor, who I love, and <laughs> Cup, and Fangry. Um, so, so I'm just going to point out really quick before we go any further. There was a episode a little while back when we were revealing Cup, and you were like, "I won't ever play this guy," and here you are. So I'm not excited about it. Cup is not Fine an excited Cup. character to me. Uh, what <laughs> What I did was I picked Perceptor, and I picked yep. Fangry. Both of which I think are very good. Yeah, I Fang- think both of those Fangry are reminds strong. me of like uh, Barrage, where like he just yeah, he just has like good stats, same kind of plane. It's like good yeah. stats for seven stars. He's actually six stars, but you have to play him with a head. So he reminds me a lot of Barrage. Um, and he's just he's just a good guy. You don't have to flip. Right. Uh, That's exactly right. The next step in deciding on Cup was. I have to play three heads. So I have eight stars in Perceptor and six stars in Fangry. Uh, already puts me at 14. The minimum I could go to with heads is 17. Uh, if I played three one-star heads. But I don't want to play the tough one head. So I actually went two-star head, one-star head, one-star head. So I'm at 18. I need a seven or, or lower body that I don't have to flip and does something and isn't this really interesting <laughs> like the 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 kind of the puzzle when you started putting this together like as we're talking about it right now it's like it's like like a jigsaw puzzle right we're like going okay well like what are my values that i'm gonna have to do right you, and then you what's just, that leave me left with you just have to have the goals. best choice for that you have to yeah. prioritize them so priority one was play right. perceptor <laughs> priority two <laughs> was play fangry Priority three yep. was play another Titan Master, which then set up the head thing, and, and I end up on Cup. And so Cup has a few things going for him. His stats are okay. Tough does not matter in this deck. Well, I won't say doesn't matter. There's one matrix of leadership, so it's possible that you could hit a blue and you're like more likely to pick up one of your greens or whatever um, on him defending, but it's so marginal. That was not in my thought process. He's a leader, so I can play the matrix. Um, and his ability increases power for him and for Perceptor off of a few sources in the deck. So he, he kind of fit the bill where he's like the least exciting thing that I'm doing, but he doesn't have to flip and his stats are fine and he doesn't and do he has synergy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, he has synergy. So that's the, that's the list. Perceptor, Cup, Fangry. The heads are, uh, Parsec, Kreb, and, uh, Monkso which are the two health, bold one, and plus one attack heads. 
So uh, one thing that I was thinking about, it'll be interesting to see how this works out in terms of uh, deck registration when we get into tournament play, which we obviously don't know yet. But I wonder if they'll force you to announce where your heads have to be placed or whether or not you would have this like clamshell game you could play <laughs> with your well, heads. I assume that they will require you to register it as you're going to start the team. But right. in, in the case of this deck, specifically I have Kreb on Perceptor for the additional health because Perceptor is the biggest attacker. He doesn't need any like offensive buffs. He attacks for a million by himself. Um, I put the bold head on Fangry because the bold head is slightly worse than plus one attack. Um, and uh, I think that Fangry is a better attacker. So I wanted to shore up cup with the actual plus one attack. Um, and that's not, that's not, uh unmeaningful when we talk about right. this and uh we do have to update your deck list by the way i was just looking at it right now and you have sergeant cup from uh wave one they it's, it's i did this the other day when i was building a cup list because uh seven they're both seven stars and so it's just like which right. which one is again the you can you tell want. how much i care about cup <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah but it is the titan master cup not the not the uh, the Wave 1 uh, Veteran Sergeant Cup. Just if anybody's checking this out before we update it. But it'll be updated by the time this comes out. But I, I just wanted to point out, out in case yeah, anybody just, has already seen this I, list and wondered, like, what the heck? I, I am fallible. Here? I know it's hard to believe, but... <laughs> um uh so let's so let's uh, let's break down the uh the deck itself neil let's let's start with um why don't we start with the weapon list everybody always wants to know about weapons and and you've chosen 14 weapons in this list which seems like a lot but we've talked about this in the past where if you're in a meta where sabotage armaments is existing in the three white control list with some sort of certainty, your opportunities to beat SA really come from either overloading it or just uh, underloading it, meaning you just don't have any targets for it. So is that kind of the mindset you went with this, or was this just literally looking at the weapons that were just... It's mostly just like looking at uh, like orange pip cards that I am okay drawing sometimes like and and most of them are weapons like there's <laughs> there's a lot of garbage and you just kind of do the best you can i mean i have i have the basic you know three grenade launchers big surprise um three erratic lightning erratic lightning is a good card yeah which has seen less play lately but uh, just because I, I do think SA, it makes a lot of sense you know this. and yeah and SA is a thing that exists, and it's very possible that I'm playing too many weapons and that I should dial it back and find something else. But at least for like the starting of testing, uh, having the consistent just like weapon action play all the time, I think is really good. Um, Perceptor has this side effect of like always putting cards in your hand, so you can have a bunch of one ofs if you want. It's kind of like playing uh, Springer, where you just have access to your whole deck all the time. But as a starter in the simplified list, I just want to see how things are functioning. I have one enforcement batons. Um, that's pretty standard. I have two mining picks. Uh, mining pick is a card that I thought would be really, really good because the biggest downfall of mining pick is that the aggro decks don't have a lot of cards in hand. But this deck just draws three cards a turn because of Perceptor, so uh, you always have cards to plan. Right. Um, Are you finding that maybe isn't true after just some really a preliminary testing? It wasn't testing? as universally good as I thought it was going to be. It was good. Uh, I cut it down to two after our first session um, before I had three, but uh, I I think it's fine. Um, and then I, I just, this iteration added uh, Static Laser as a 3 Okay, so talk, talk and tell our users maybe for those that don't, maybe see the instant synergy with this card and what makes it pretty interesting. So well, static run, laser run down that has always been a card. That's like on the edge of playable, right? Like it's not great, yeah. but it's okay. And it got a lot of play in wave one and wave two. Cause right. it was just, yeah. And as, as the game changed and as we had more weapons printed, it kind of like went lower and lower down the list. The synergy it has in this deck is the cup ability where, uh, when you do damage to your guy, he gets power. So, right. So, so what does that do for people that maybe aren't putting it together yet in their head? I'm, I think most of our listeners are probably there, but just, just for the sake right. of so, clarity. So Cup says uh, when a Wrecker takes damage during your turn, they get that much power. And so when you attack and Static Laser triggers and damages your guy, it will increase his power. 
Um, so the reason why this is better than Reckless cuff, Charge is because it triggers before the attack is over. Right. Reckless Charge, unfortunately, does not work with the cuff ability. Otherwise, it would be insane. Um, uh, because it will... After the attack, you'll get the... You, you will still get the power bonus. Uh, it just won't have done anything because the attack will have ended. And then at the end of your turn, the power bonus will fall off. But with the Static Laser, when you attack, it'll trigger right away. So while Cup is alive, on Cup and on Perceptor, it gives the additional plus to attack from the Cup ability. Um, and finally, I have two Sturdy Javelins. This was something that like I just added uh, because before I in the slot for white pips. I wanted a certain number of white pips in the deck and I was playing head on collision, but it didn't, I don't know. Head on collision always felt really awkward to me every time I drew it. And, uh, it's like only good on Fangry kind of like it's okay on cup, but. And, and perceptor is never going to be in the mode for head on. Right. And you're never, ever going to attack with perceptor in alt mode. So it just, it seemed awkward. Yeah, I think I think those are all good choices. And I mean, obviously, we've seen the power of all of these cards in some sort of competitive level of tournament throughout the history of the game. So I don't think there's any surprises here on this deck list. Uh, nothing currently from the Wave 5 weapon list, which I think we've talked about that pretty much uh, ad nauseum in past uh, past podcasts. So let's uh, let's jump over to your armors and utilities since there's not a ton of these. Um, right. There's the utility slot is act is one matrix. That's that's the whole of it. <laughs> because it's I had, cup, right? Right. I had three matrixes in the first thing, but like cup dies right away, and also like you just draw them all because you draw so many cards with perceptor that the duplicates are not good. And so I just cut it down to one. I, I was just looking for places to make cuts and uh, that seemed like an okay place to do it. I, it's still a very powerful card and I like having access to the one because when you do have it early in the game and you can put it on the cup, you get a lot out of it. Um, yeah, but- it, it's... I mean, you definitely got me a couple of times with it. Obviously, in our last session, you had more matrixes, so it was more consistent. Right. But... Uh, I, I agree with you. Once Cup is down, like I, I was making decisions on your Perceptor flips where I was trying to put Matrixes back into your hand because they were essentially dead or get you to force them under Perceptor so you would lose blue pips out of your flips for, for my own and, counterplay. And I'm really bad at remembering it on Octagon. Yes, I'm just, I'm you just are. But I, I, I catch you most of the time. Um, um, so let's talk armors. Armors, again, very simple. Three improvised shield just for the pips, not for the armor. Um and two bashing shield, which again just is very standard in every list, not not aggro. Yeah, not whatever. It, it definitely is. I was so I was the more recently as I've been building lists. Uh, I, I mean, obviously bashing shield's really really good against controls, but I mean I see more and more aggro lists kind of foregoing armors altogether. There just doesn't seem to be a good aggro armor out there right now, and so I wonder if this ends up being a card that gets boarded out. In, in aggro mirrors, we, we haven't started constructing boards yet. Obviously it's way too early to be doing that. But um, I, I just wonder because we're not seeing force field. I mean, Bastion shield used to be like in the all aggro mirror, like all aggro meta of wave three, like bashing shields and force fields were just everywhere. Right. So it was just like, this is how we deal with force fields is bashing shield. But now the aggro decks are kind of moving away from playing armors in general. And I just wonder whether or not they end up being non-main deckable or they become main deckable just because the control meta remains kind of top. I mean, I, I would definitely cut them uh, against an aggro deck like, and side something else in. But uh, I, I just think it's an, an easy place to start because um, it's a good card and it's a green card, which this deck is short on. Um, I, I like need to figure out some other greens to put in it because I'm not, I don't think that I'm maximizing like that part of the game in this deck yet. And I think, you know, the greens are like the most important cards you can put in. So so would there be any early contenders for things like focus fire or are you thinking more along the lines of like, uh, some, some other sort of mentality or, or something with green? Um, I mean, I don't really like the collectors in, in any form, uh, but 
I I just don't know what it would be. Like like I had a reprocess um, you know, a good green one that everybody plays as pocket processor, but you don't need it because of perceptor. Um you know, like I could play like I had a Nobles Blaster, but again, because I have fourteen weapons and a perceptor to draw them, like you don't need just you're like, oh, I need a Nobles Blaster right now. Like you're not in that situation very often. Um so that's that's kind of where I've landed on it so far playing Perceptor. Um it it feels like playing uh like I said Springer, but in in the Springer deck like you really you really needed the greens cuz you had to like make sure that you had the action or the upgrade on the turn that you were flipping to that side and like you just don't care about that as much in this mode. Right, um, cuz you don't have to have the the card uh, in the hand to to make it work right like it's it, it's you, very possible that I should be playing uh, focus fire because like this is a deck that like the Springer deck has a lot of cards in hand the whole game and can easily pick up the collectors um so maybe that that could be a consideration going forward but right now the only greens are the enforcement batons and the bashing shields yep. Okay, so that makes for exactly 20. So then there's no secret that we got 20 actions left uh, on the back half of this deck in, in that form. So let's talk about your action choices here. Let's run down the list of what you're running in the quantities. And then instead of like talking about each card individually, let's talk about the cards that you see as all-stars and the cards that you see as potentially sort of maybe on the bubble to not make the cut in this deck right now. So if you just look at the list in its current form, I have one energy transfer. I have three one chill stands. I have three piece of tyrannies. I have two ramming speeds, two rapid conversions, uh, three reckless charge, three showing off, and three supercharge. And um, the all stars are? Well, obviously, reckless charge and piece of tyranny and aggro deck, you're just going to play three of those. Like, those are the first ones that I added. Uh, the showing off is specific to Perceptor. I'm sure everybody knows how it works. Like, it just gives Perceptor plus two attack and draws you two cards. Um, sometimes more depending on what gets flipped. Sure, it on on average it will draw you two cards and give him plus two attack in in any of its modes. Uh, of two two three one either way or four zero either way. I, I assume that you're doing good. Um, so showing off is just a staple in the perceptor decks. Um, the supercharges are generic pump spell. It just what I thought was the best one. Maybe I'm wrong. I, uh, so what's, what's interesting here is we, we've seen a lot of decks running reprocess, right? As that's something that's emerged out of way four as the kind of removal tool for, for it because it was fetchable and uh, it was consistent, but you have foregone reprocess and added two ramming speeds. So let's, let's talk about your experience with ramming speed and why it works in this deck. Cause that's probably also not, immediately obvious to a listener that is checking out this deck for the first time. Right. So again, this is a specific perceptor thing for me. And uh, it's very possible that reprocess is still so good that I should be playing one. Um, and it could be in a slot of one of the ramming speeds, but because perceptor sees so much of your deck, like it just sees your cards five at a time. And uh, having two ramming speeds in the deck plus the bashing shield and the enforcement batons. Like I, I feel like you're good to deal with whatever you need to deal with. Ramming speed, you know, is if you take the fetchability out of it is, you know, essentially just better than reprocess. Um, it does the same thing. It doesn't gain them life and it has an orange pip. Uh, so I have had it with consistency whenever I have needed it so far playing the deck and having the orange pips instead of like the blank for combat seems really good to me. And, and vice versa with that, I've been building, uh, like some vaporizes in blue decks also with perceptor for the same reason, uh, where, you know, the galaxy prime deck was playing like crushing size. I still have a reprocess in most of my blue lists. Um, but just because perceptor just, sees four cards every time and if you have two vaporize in your deck and you need a vaporize like you can draw it you get to pick the pile like they can't hide it from you 
And yeah, no, that's true. So if you really needed the ramming speed, it's there for you. Right. Right. And, that's... and, and so that's, that's just a theory with Perceptor that I'm currently testing. And it, again, I could be wrong. It could be right to be playing the reprocess, but, uh, I think that just because you see such a, a huge percentage of your deck with the Perceptor that the access from the greens is less important because you have access to them through the Perceptor. Um, oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm completely on board with you on this choice. I I really like this choice. It was the first thing I kind of asked you about the first time I saw the list. I was like, "Wow, Rammy Speed, really?" And he's and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," because Perceptor just lets you see. It. And as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, you're right." It's uh, it's one of those things where like we were talking about uh, as we were talking about it. If I was going to go back on the wave four with the Springer, I might consider Rammy Speed over Reprocess, just because it's. Um, it's it's on color right and and so it means it doesn't reduce your flip density you can make the argument that reprocess is on color for that deck too because of the airstrikes like it's i don't know i mean i think that reprocess is still like the best universal option for the state of the game but just specific to perceptor it may not be necessary um, cause even, even Springer like doesn't see as many cards as Perceptor. Cause even though you don't draw all four, you still see four cards and, you know, Springer only ever saw two. Right. I, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, this Perceptor probably replaces Springer and you made an interesting comment on the stream the other day about maybe I should be playing Darien Escape. Like, I wonder if like Springer is going to help enable the Darien Escape decks, right? Cause it or, automatically you prunes Perceptor? the deck down. Yeah, Perceptor, sorry. Because it automatically sort of prunes the deck down. Well, I think that that, like, like Daring Escape only got worse, I think, with, like, Counter Espionage and the secret action that, like, like counters a white and the secret action that, like, says your opponent can't play actions after they play their second one or something. Right, like, you can build an anti, anti-combo so deck there's, pretty easily. there's now. actually, like, more answers to it. But Perceptor would be a fine thing to try it with like he dumps a bunch of cards and and he like sets them outside the game by putting them under himself but i just that deck is like worse than it's ever been now i think and it would be really hard to function without the springer i think uh specifically because springer gives you that extra action right yeah yeah. but you could play springer and perceptor side by side in it and it is possible i don't know it seems seems pretty (laughs) scary you have a lot of time to complete your business <laughs> sure, if you're sure. too, if you're too tall <laughs> yeah no that's true that's true so okay so uh, i mean that really breaks down the deck uh talk to me about some of the glaring weaknesses you see out of the gate with this deck um what what you're concerned with that maybe won't make it competitive yet i mean we obviously are still in early testing with it so i'm just not uh, sure it can beat galaxy like, yeah, I think I, it, I think that's true. I think we have to definitely like, push th- a lot of games there and see. I think it crushes other aggro decks because it has six dudes, and 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 it starts with three big punchers and then turns into three little punchers, which just is usually what's going to happen in in a wide aggro scenario. Like when we play the, I play the general prime airstrike patrol aggro list against you uh, with it, and that list in particular didn't have any direct damage, which is also kind of normal for aggro decks to not have a lot of direct damage outlets, right? Obviously you, you shore that up with sturdy javelins and one shell stands in this list. Um, and so right. you the get into a p- stand has the, uh, added bonus of triggering the cup ability too. That's, that's true. Um, but you get into a position where if you don't have those tools with heads, you get into a, a, a really bad spot where, um, the heads really just, I mean, they just, you, you can't, you can't roll through them. Like you just can't. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to be curious how the traditional four white aggro without heads sorts, sorts itself out in this wave. Cause I think it's going to have to involve something like a steamroll, uh, in order to be effective. And I don't even know how the steamroll interacts with heads yet. I think that's going to be a question that'll end up in an FAQ, uh, to Watsi at some point. Um, Okay. So the second desk deck we're going to talk about today is, is not really a new format thing. Um, it's, it's something that I was kind of enamored with because I like dorky things, you know me. Um, and 
I've always wanted to see black pips have an impact in the game. And the only player I've seen do that with any sort of success at a competitive level was David Burgos at Orlando. And he built a lionizer four wide deck. Um, he called it lion. Well, Fortress Maximus calls it lionizer aggro. And it was made up of barrage demolisher Vanguard and lionizer. And what I liked a lot about this deck was um, the way he was using things like Immersion Shadow to force the opponent into his Battle Masters. But I think that ultimately the two little guys weren't quite getting there. And I, I think Wave 5 gave us a lot of new tools. And so I sat down with Neil on this because uh, Neil is definitely a better deck builder than I am. And I said, this is what I'm trying to do. Uh, I, I pitched an initial idea and he came back to me with it. We have not played this deck yet. So this is something that we'll be seeing and testing over the next few um, weeks on stream. But uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. And this comes kind of off of Neil. You had a five wide quake deck, right? And it quake really impressed me in that. And I thought, okay, if there's a, if there's a character that might benefit from this sort of orange black Pierce deck, then Quake and Demolisher seem really solid. And who do I pair them with? And so I started with Decepticon Quake. I added Demolisher, uh, and then we decided that uh, the best choice here was to go with Fangry and then run two heads. And this is Omnius and Flameout in this case. And Omnius is the Pierce forehead, and Flameout is the bold two head. And Omnius is intended to go on Quake, and Flameout is intended to go on Fangry. So, Neil, just kind of your initial impressions of this deck uh, from a character lineup perspective. Do you think this is improving upon David's design? I know you don't have a ton of experience with this kind of deck. I certainly don't either, but I do like this, and that's what's inspired me. Well, so I think that both... I, th I think Fangry is really good. Just yeah, it's in, in general, both of our lists, like, right? I'll make that statement. I think Fangry is very, very good. Um is he better than Lionizer? Like, like the thing about David's deck uh, was that it was really, really kind of like weird, right? Like Lionizer, while we were kind of in a situation where uh, SA was taking over the Battlemaster meta and Battlemaster seemed bad, like the Lionizer did a few things for David's deck that like, if there was a place for Lionizer, that's it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Where they, he didn't care what his guy's power were because he just wanted to flip black blacks. With orange, yeah. And uh, that's exactly what Lionizer does. And he has the potential to just like make your next guy do that even better. And if you get a Sadie, kind of like didn't care. Um, the other cool thing he had was the Vanguard, which... Vanguard is a card that I have tried to play a lot because <laughs> um, I think he's sweet. Uh, and it just kind of like protected his like crappy little aggro guys. Um, so those, those are like the two unique things. He had the Demolisher and Barrage, who, I, like I said, I think Fangry reminds me a lot of Barrage. Um, just as like generically powerful men for small stars. Um, and so you have the Demolisher, so that's the same. You have the Fangry, which I think is very comparable to the Barrage. Um, so you kind of miss out on the uniqueness of his Battlemasters, but Quake has a very powerful ability. It's a guy that I like. Obviously, like I was playing that Quake deck on stream. Um, and I think it'll function very similarly because this deck, like what we were talking about with the Perceptor deck we just talked about, um, the way that you make your heads matter after they come off as anything more than a speed bump is by playing aggro. And this doesn't have the same, like just literal stats that I was trying to give mine, but you know, it's like lionizer has zero power and he was fine in that deck. So you're like one power bolt. What is, what is clobber stats? Uh, it's flame out and he's, he's a oh, two, sorry, two, one flame out. Yeah. So he's a bold um, two with two. So he's he's most likely going to flip into six Pierce four. He's going to do four. Right. So he's like a little worse than the Lionizer, but you if you take into the, the heads into account, you're actually wider than the Orlando deck. And uh, I think both your guys are good. Um, Omnius, like the Pierce four is very good on the Quake. He's the Pierce four matters a lot less when he's a guy because like 
your deck is intended to flip like an equal number of blacks and oranges, so you're kind of losing two pierce on his two power. But again, you're still just wider than uh, than the Orlando deck, and wide is one of the powerful things it does. And your uh, your guys should start out stronger. Like like Quake and Fangry are tankier than his string of little men, uh, unless you take into account the possible vanguard thing but right yeah and and obviously i mean we'll just have to see how the meta shakes out um you know this list is one of those things where if blue if if blue control kind of rises to the top again here in wave five this is the kind of list i think will be better suited to fight blue control uh over uh running just a standard aggro uh but we did see obviously where like airstrike patrol aggro in wave four just had enough punching power to still punch through blue defenses so um you know i think i think it's interesting and i think it's one of those things like i want to know and kind of have in my back pocket just in case the meta goes that way i don't know if it's if this is the a deck that will come out as a meta sort of defining deck, but it is the sort of way that like, if it does come out and be really strong, it may knock blue control testing way down. And, and we, you get back to some other state of the game where blue control isn't even considered because these kind of decks just kind of ruin blue controls day. But, um, I want to talk just a, just a little bit about David's deck because I think it was commented on during coverage of PPG Orlando uh, that like there were just a bunch of cards in David's deck that were just actually literally unplayable for him. They were just there because they offered the orange-black pip setup. And I think one of the things that we got out of Wave 5 was more orange-black pips. And so we were actually able to, in my opinion, uh, get relevant card text Maybe it's not the best card text. I, I think that there are certainly better things than some of the orange black pips that are in the game, but we could get orange black black pips into the deck and still get a card text that we could actually play. So there was no dead cards in our hand. And uh, so I want to start with the upgrades just like we did with you. This deck plays 18 upgrades, so not quite as many as uh, your deck was running. Uh, currently testing with three power punch in the weapon slot. Uh, I added a wave five weapon called fusion Borer. seems like the perfect card. Neil, you pointed this out after I was playing some RR disruptor blades and you said, I think you just want to be playing fusion borers. They're more powerful. They do exactly what you want. Uh, so this is a plus three, uh, single black pip weapon, uh, plus three attack with pierce three. Uh, it does fall off. So th- it's kind of this deck's grenade launcher, but it's a guaranteed three damage, which is exactly what you want to be doing when you're adding stuff in. I am running three sturdy javelins. I do wonder if that number will shrink as the deck gets tested more. I traditionally start with three and then cut down as, as I play the games and decide whether or not I have better choices in hand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then one enforcement baton. Is there anything on this weapons list, Neil, that you want to add to from the comment side? Well, it wouldn't be like what's there. It's just what's not there. So we took out the grenade launchers. um, Yeah, it's interesting, right? Which I kind of still feel bad about because it seems wrong. But like if you look at the Orlando list, it also did not have grenade launchers. Um, Yeah, they were in the sideboard for him. So I would like uh, to talk to David about that. Right. They're, They're still good against aggro. Uh, because the aggro doesn't care about the black pips, so like you want to board into just the power probably. But um, like you were saying, the fusion border is better specific to the plan where you're trying to just kind of get the same number of peers in power, and it just does that right. Like it's just very good, and it's a it's a black pip card that is very powerful and like very impactful in the game. So it seemed like it fit really good. Um, the power punch is just like bold in this deck specifically is better than straight power because of the black pip component. And it, it, this deck is not running any blanks. And so I kind of felt like fusion Borer could kind of hold the blank slot that we traditionally put a two or three of in every aggro deck and, and not have an impact on the, the flip density when we go, you know, when we go to play. So I I do think it's a good choice, but uh, I agree with you. I'm I'm still feeling a little unsure about whether or not Grenade Launcher should be in the list Uh, just as a main board, like maybe even as a two of main board, uh, one of sideboard sort of thing, just because maybe the power is still just better. But the I mean, the question really is, is the plan good? Because we built the deck to be on plan 
And so I think that it's correct decision, assuming that the plan is good. I just don't know if the plan is good. Yeah, that's that's 100% true. And I think the plan really does revolve around what what would fill your meta up, right? Like, if you're seeing a bunch of Galaxy Primes, I think this is a really well-positioned deck to fight Galaxy Prime. Um, Galaxy beat it in Orlando, didn't it? <laughs> it did. But I think one of the challenges that the Orlando deck had was that this deck has one more wide bot, and that's how close some of those matchups were sometimes. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Uh, again, until we get really into testing, it'll be difficult. But moving forward with armors, uh, we're running two bashing shields in this deck, which seems standard plug-in two bashing shields in every aggro deck. Uh, but this deck is running three composite armors because both Quake and Demolisher can technically receive the composite armor. Although Quake will be in the wrong mode most of the time. Uh, so it really is for Demolisher, but it is just a blowout on Demolisher when you do it, right? Like it's, I mean, Demolisher turns into like nine card flip or something. I mean, it's and most of these, it's insane. Uh, most of these cards you'll see are just like the best orange black pips that we could play. And Composite Armor is a very real one. So, and it's insane on Demolisher. Like you said, that's just good enough. And then uh, for the utility side, uh, I'm running three Immersed in Shadows. Uh, again, orange-black pip. Uh, I don't see this card as being impactful in this list as it was in David's list because David was using Immersed to force people to attack his Battlemasters first. Uh, but I do see this as a way to protect Quake and and or, depending on the matchup, protect Demolisher, which means that Fangry takes the blunt of it as well as Fangry's head before uh, Quake and Demolisher get into any sort of trouble. Uh, but I don't think you're going to live that dream of getting both bots protected. So I think Quake is the bot you really try to protect in this. But I could Immersed be wrong in Shadow that. is just like a fine card. It has the black-orange pip. In, in Orlando, it, was, it, it surprised me how good it turned out to be. when I, I actually played against David in the Swiss, and uh like it just it was just better than i ever thought it was going to be cuz when i looked at the cards in his deck i was like this is a pile of terrible awful cards i would never play uh just because they're all orange black pips and do nothing but uh emerson shadow did a lot more than i thought i was going to do and i think while it may not be as literally good when you don't have a lionizer to funnel attacks into it's still like just it's going to do what you want where it may force some awkward attacks to where you'll have a guy survive an additional round. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this uh, ultimately plays out. Um, and, and that may not remain a three of either if I just don't see it being consistent enough to matter. Uh, Cause there may be other orange black pips that are better to put into the deck uh, specifically looking at combat dagger as one of them, because it's another bold one orange black pip. So it, it combat dagger didn't make the cut, but is definitely one of the cards that we were discussing right up until it's definitely uh, the next best list. one. And it might be better than rock toss and some split of rock toss precision fire and combat dagger may be correct. Yeah. We, we definitely have some room to still iterate on this deck. Obviously, it's also we possible. It's it better than wedge formation in this deck. Yep. Now um, let's, let's talk about the actions. Cause there's obviously 22 actions in this list. Um, the starting point for this is I'm going to just run read down the actions like we did on yours, and then we'll talk about ones that are interesting choices. Uh, and you already started talking a little bit about some of the potential like quantity changes that might need to happen here. But it's running currently two counter espionage, three fight for position, three peace through tyranny, three precision fire, three rock toss, three supercharge, two system reboot, and three wedge formations. So. First, I'm running two system reboots uh, for a couple of reasons. I was having a conversation with a gentleman on Facebook one time about system reboot, and I, it really changed my thought process on how I consider this card. And this is my tech for uh, dealing with shockwaves and also dealing with um, Captain Jetfires. Uh, it really kind of puts the game back on an even playing field. And I think that's where you want to be if you're going to try to beat those decks with some consistency, uh, more consistently than work overtime does, which is the deck, the card I was playing in Orlando in this slot. Um, but moving forward from that, like you said, we were talking about precision fires and rock tosses, uh, as it sits, 
with all of the cards built together, there are 23 black pips in this deck. There are 33 orange pips, five whites, and eight greens. So we have some good green choices. And counter espionage was really our identifying point of like, okay, what is the worst card somebody could play against us that we uh, would just ruin our day? And and that has to be end hostilities, right? End hostilities has to be the proverbial worst card because we were doing the same thing we did with Perceptor where we were talking about, okay, well, we want to pick bots that are not tripwireable. This entire starting lineup is outside of the tripwire. So only when my head start to pop out, can you use tripwire to tap a bot down? So uh, counter espionage also works well once that starts to happen to stop tripwire, but also is extremely good at stopping the early end hostilities play. So I, I'm less concerned with things like hidden fortification. Um, I am concerned about sabotage armaments. So, you know, I I think there are uh, multiple plays where counter espionage seems really good. Your thoughts on it, Neil? Right. You hit on most of it. I mean, counter espionage is just a good card, period. Like, it's just a playable card in any deck. Um, In this deck, the pip is relevant. Um, You Like, this deck wants the black pips. Uh, so it has like a little extra added benefit in this deck. Um, but in general, like when we were talking about this deck, you know, and hostilities is a way that these real bold decks get a lot worse and counter espionage is kind of the only way to stop that from happening. Um, so specifically it, it answers that answer and it's, it's a low opportunity cost because the card itself is good. So you're not, it's not like, playing a hijack or whatever just so that you can get the combo deck only like like this is a card that you can have in your deck and not feel bad about drawing uh under any circumstance and it is good against what's like one thing that we're worried about so um i i just think it's a very good card it's a card that i like assume everyone will be playing as time goes on uh but it's also a card that like is difficult to play and it's a card that's difficult to figure out its actual impact until the meta settles down. Cause it's more of an answer than a proactive thing. Correct. Yeah. It's probably the only non-proactive card in the, in this deck. Uh, I think everything else is fairly proactive. So, um, so obviously uh, everybody knows fight pos- for position is just a bold two. Uh, the superchargers just add the bold two action. So if we need to get there to kill a bot, we've got those outs. Uh, missing from this list is reckless charge. And that may be also wrong. We're not sure yet. <laughs> um, it's it's something that I got to see if we're going to miss it as we get into it. It's David just the same Kirk- argument as the grenade launcher thing. Like, is the plan good? Because we're on plan. Like the the reckless charge, if you attack for like six pierce four, you're losing out on two two power from your reckless charge. Like it's not going to matter. So uh, something like like calculated strike might be better, um, which isn't on the list right now. But like like those are the kind of things we're looking at for the plan. So if the plan is bad, then we can go back to regular aggro and play reckless charge. But for the time being, it's just not, uh, right. And, and David, David did play a one of calculated strike and had, uh, an extra calculated strike in his sideboard. So, um, you know, maybe calculated strike needs to make the list, but, um, I kind of want to see if it's with, with now precision fire and, and rock toss giving us more direct damage outlets whether or not it's a better a better choice for us um right i i don't think calculated strike specifically like is great or anything it just it's like a fine card that's that's just like the kind of thing you think about when you think about reckless charge because like it just it's not on the plan it's not going to work for full benefit like it would in a normal aggro deck and so the the card that uh, that's still in here. That's an orange black card that uh, to me is also probably least impactful on this particular list is wedge formation. Um, and so it's possible that, you know, wedge formation may get reduced down to zero or out for some of these other orange blacks. If we think there's more power in them and if precision fire and rock toss appear to be as good uh, or better than what we think they might be. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to open up the list for those. And it may even turn into a situation where, 
uh, if we're going to go this direct damage sort of proactive approach, like we just drop wedge formations for one shell stands uh, I, because I it, think it's that, possible that just talking about it now, even on the pod, uh, combat dagger is probably better than wedge formation. Um, yeah. Cause what do you, I guess Fangry's melee and the others are ranged. I don't know Correct. about Omnius and flame out, but that probably doesn't matter very much. Uh, I um, think the one thing this deck has a problem with is just, consistent drawing we don't have a pocket processor in this list right now um and so i think early testing like having the wedge formation to draw a card may be the best thing to try to get to an out if if you don't have anything else to do um but i I mean maybe it's just better to play a pocket processor in the list and drop wedge formation out completely but i i you want to try to maintain this orange black kind of ratio so i hate just dropping wedge formation for a non-orange black card right that's that's why i was saying combat dagger but um like the other orange blacks that you could consider um combat dagger i think is the best one the bold one um orange black or uh in this deck because you have two titan masters you could like potentially play escape pod the um, yeah the escape capsule escape capsule right i that's a card that like i don't know about so much but it seems cool i uh, in in this deck, it doesn't look that good because your weapons fall off. Power punch and fusion bore, um, right? They don't they don't last and, and sturdy generally, I guess. So maybe it's not good, but that's that's like a card that's cool and it has orange black. The other option is uh, there's the other wedge formation, green black orange, that is a secret action and it like stops and untaps. So take that cars, I guess. I. yeah i i don't i don't see that card as being very impactful i I don't think that card's very good Uh, you could play it as like you play like two wedge formations and one that card just to play around your opponent's counter espionage (laughs) so that they can't like make you discard two cards sure uh by naming one that's so funny um yeah i i i think that there's obviously some room to grow this list even further but um i think it's a good starting point obviously if we were just talking about pitting these two lists against each other on Sunday on our stream. What we'd end up with is your deck would win all the time, right? Like we, we will, easily. Yeah. We openly there would, will. Acknowledge there'd be absolutely that, no contest. <laughs> correct. So openly acknowledging that the, the, because your deck is six wide and this ends up being five wide there, there's absolutely no way for this deck to be consistently able to beat your deck that we're talking, we've talked about on the pod today. This is deck is a different, answer uh to however the meta develops right so it's not intended to be an end all be all maybe neil's deck is more proactive maybe it's the sounding point or the starting point for aggro as we go into this new set but ultimately um this this deck that we're talking about now may be an answer if if three wide control like galaxy still stands up really well against the titan masters and says no and i want to test I mean, I want to, I think one of the things we should do by the next pod is start kind of building our galaxy lists and even maybe the captain Jetfire list, even though in our testing, captain Jetfire loses consistently to galaxy prime. Um, there may be something there now with Wade five, there may be some new tools for Jetfire to, to take advantage of. So, uh, I'm specifically kind of looking at night racer. I think night racer and Jetfire seem really interesting together. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's kind of, um, you know, kind of where I'm landing on this list, but I wanted to take a shot at something that wasn't just a traditional aggro list, Neil, since you already had the Perceptor aggro, and it seemed very strong on stream last Sunday, uh, at least in the matchups we played against some of the other, like what, what I would call near tier one uh, wave four decks, like the General Prime Airstrike Patrol. I think that deck, I mean, some people would argue that deck's better than the aggro Springer aggro list, but I think the Springer aggro list was just more consistent than that deck was. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way that like we didn't play a real match of that on Sunday because there's just no way that four wide aggro is going to beat six wide aggro. Like it just can't happen. That's I'm I'm interested in the matchup with uh, Galaxy or Shockwave or something like that. Um, yeah, I I do want to take a stab at a Shockwave deck because I think Shockwave got a lot of interesting tools in this new set. Night Racer also being one of them in that list as well. Um, like Night Racer and Flame War seem really really solid together. Um, and whether or not that list is better, 
in galaxy than like the skydive uh you know i don't know i mean i i think that's the the question and and i know that i was watching some of the vector sigma guys on their you know live stream they do uh, a couple of nights every week on youtube and they were playing like a galaxy with brawn and flame worm and i'm sure that's just to find out whether or not brawn is more uh just a smidge better consistency in that list than um than skydive right so It'll be, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how this meta shakes out for the three wide controls. I think they're harder to solve, right? So as we talk about control decks, traditionally control decks are harder to sort of get to the right configuration than aggro decks are. Yeah. I mean, in, in general, like that's how every meta goes where um, you start with aggro because proactive plans are easier to figure out because the control decks are all about answers. And you don't know what answers are good until you know what the proactive plans are doing. Like, yep. Yep. So once no, we, know, once we right. know what things are good, then you'll know what answers are good. And yep. that's, you know, how the control decks evolve. Yep. Yep. I agree. So, and I'm going to try to bring out Captain Jetfire because he was just one of my favorites in wave four. I, he just always fell a little short behind galaxy. Uh, he probably still falls a little bit behind, but um, yeah, the biggest thing that like Jetfire did was beat shockwave. And since we haven't seen a shockwave in a million years, like I think Galaxy will be the guy for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be. I will be curious to see. I know Stefan's kind of been tweaking on a shockwave list because he loves his shockwaves. Right. I, I mean, um, I, I hope he does it. Like I, I like shockwave a lot. I. He just. We have a lot of fourteen star bot options now, and shockwave is good, but I don't know that he's great. Yeah. No, you're. 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 I mean, it's a completely he's, fair statement. He's better than the like giant bodies, though. <laughs> yeah, and, and we got some additional Decepticon cards in this set that you know help enable Shockwave to sort of turn on as well. So, I'll be curious to see if Shockwave picks up some. I mean, Shockwave was never far off, right? Like we talked about this. Well, he, he won a bunch of tournaments last year. Like, I, right? I would well, say that after he was... the banning of PTA. I mean, I, I mean, he he rose up after PTA got banned. Uh, he was sort of there while PTA was still live in the meta. And then we didn't get much time to see him shine after um, the, you know, EI came around and Galaxy kind of took over the meta after Wave 4 actually dropped. Okay, so, I mean, obviously these are two deck lists. We want you guys to try them out as well. So, I mean, feel free to download these. So feel free to proxy print them, whatever your method of play you prefer is. Give them a try. Let us know what you're seeing. Uh, you're certainly welcome to tweet at us about them. Uh, you can get on our Facebook group or hop in our Discord. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about your lists and your evolutions of these lists and what you're finding in your testing because, uh, quite honestly, that's that's the best way these formats can potentially potentially evolve. Um, and then we'll, you know, keep moving from there. So, uh, one of the things we want to remind everybody on is that we are still running the competition for make Volcanicus great. Not again, cause he's never been great again. Um, and this is a Jurassic punch Volcanicus competition, but if you can submit your deck list to us, uh, the best deck list that is most competitive with a wave four, I mean, we're not even talking about incorporating a new Wave 5 here. A Wave 4 Tier 1 list will have an opportunity. We will we will give you a 35th anniversary edition of Blaster versus uh, Soundwave, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can never – why do I never remember this? Because we talk about Shockwave and Starscream, and then I get everything screwed up. So um, so definitely send us this list. And uh, anything else you want to add here, Neil? Nope. We can all forget about me rapping to Megatron. Just every, everyone forget. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to give you some time, and I'm also not trying to stress you out about it because <laughs> I, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, Stefan, bro, you got to give Neil the hookup, man. He needs no, some you, help. You can't right keep now. fishing for it, or he'll get scared away. You got to give him some time, <laughs> lay low, then he'll, right. he'll come. He'll well, come to so me. when are we? When are we putting you on the hook to do the rap? I know because it's episode 14 Just, right now. I, so. I said, forget it. Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we we have to figure something out i mean sometime soon we're gonna have to figure this out so uh do we say by episode 17 that gives you roughly a month and a half to figure this out i guess <laughs> i quit the shuffle bus is oh, over no. oh no the, the bus has I'm come off the wheels have come jesus off jesus take the wheel it's <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy. We're going oh, right man. in the ditch. Oh geez. Okay. Uh, well, no, the, the, we will make sure the shuffle bus exists. If that means that I got to let Neil off the hook, y'all can give him a hard time <laughs> at conventions when you see him then. Okay. Cause, uh, I want to keep the bus around, but, um, Obviously, for those folks that have supported us on TCG Player already, thank you so much. Uh, that's uh, super appreciative. Um, if you want to show your love for us, just consider maybe buying your singles through us when uh, when it's when it's uh, time to buy your favorite cards. So we'll have Wave Five cards up as soon as they come out, and uh, I've got a pretty good selection of Wave One stuff up there right now. And if we get a few more orders, then TCG Player will unlock our account so we can list our entire inventory, which includes everything, uh, including wave four. So, um, that's all I have for announcements right now. Obviously, um, you know, if you, if you enjoyed this, shoot us a heart on SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app, because those do get back to us and we appreciate it. Uh, so ready to pull up to the stop here, Neil and call 14 a wrap. I think so. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us. This has been an episode of the shuffle bus. We'll see you in episode 15 soon. Thanks guys.